Brothers and sisters, friends and comrades, this is the PRC Show. I am your host, Paul Cooley, and thank you for listening. It is August 2018, and we are going to do another episode of the Radiohead Show, A Complete Idiotech's Guide to Radiohead. And I just listened to this episode, and I disagree with much of what I just said. (laughs) I just saw Radiohead, and it was a fantastic show, and there's some songs they played off Amnesiac, which I loved. Um... I'm recording this on a nice, easy uh, August night. It's almost midnight. Can you hear the crickets? Uh, Maybe you can't. Anyways, um, this is another show with Greg and Liam. And uh, the show is going to begin at about the two-minute mark on your whatever app you're using. So... What else do I have to say? Well, I'm excited about the Pirates. They made some trades. Well, they traded away Austin Meadows. What are you going to do? We're now going to remember this podcast is when I talk about Austin Meadows. That's the last I'll ever talk about him. So um, I think you're going to like this episode. And after this, hopefully we can get the gang back together unless people take more trips to Iceland to, re- to do some uh, episodes on some of Radiohead's further albums. Uh... And no music by me this week. I feel last week I played a terrible song by me and my son and a bad song I recorded. (laughs) So let's just get right to the episode. Okay, here we go. Let's play it. This is a complete Idiotech's Guide to Radiohead, episode 0005. On this show, we'll be going track by track through all Radiohead's official albums from Pablo Honey to A Moon-Shaped Pole, along with the history of the band and its impact on our lives and much, much more extemporaneous oratory. All right, I am Paul. This is Jake. Hi, how are you? And we also have two special guests. You might remember them. You might remember from last episode, episode zero. What was? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Last episode was zero 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 four. Was it four? Was it three? It was four. Okay, so that was zero 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 four. And so now we have, we still have Abbott and Costello. Ha ha. No, what are the names again? I forget. It's um, pop pop, and sunny sun. No, <laughs> no, it is. We have Wiz Khalifa here. Yeah. Now we have Liam and hi. hi Liam and who's the other one? Greg. Before we get into Radiohead, I want to just say real quickly that one of the benefits of, of living in Pittsburgh is these. Di- Jake, isn't it awesome that we have these direct flights to Iceland? It's wonderful, and you know Pittsburgh airports really come around. I mean, you go right out there. We've we've we went out there. All f- did all four of us go out of Iceland? I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all it sat w- in some fjords. It was great. We d- we saw the. F- you don't sit in fjords. Sure. You, wh- why not? Well, those are the long mountain things. We all went out. We saw the fjords. We went into um, the hot baths. No. It was always weird. You know what's f- what? What I noticed about all of us, we're all never nudes. Mm-hmm. That was I appreciated My that. Pants never come off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I was surprised um, that nobody knew who the sugar cubes were. Yeah, <laughs> and um, is that what you call them? Oh, good lord. Okay, but uh, th- seriously though, Pittsburgh direct flights to Iceland. I think my ticket was only seventeen dollars. 
What are we on Delta Airlines? What? What? It, yeah. What, Deltas. What, I don't have a complaint in the world for them. No, there. It was. It was a great trip, um, and I'm glad we're all back. We all made it safely. That whole f- debacle during um, when we're going through customs, though. Yeah, I was trying to bring home the fermented shark. I could not. Under, we had. We we went through Boston. I couldn't understand the Boston guys act. I thought we were still in Ireland. In Ireland or something. It was what? very strange. Ireland. Well, we went through Boston, remember? We came back, and then we had to take a flight. That Boston accent is very thick, and it has an Irish base to it. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, it was, I can't do an accent. Can anyone here do an an Irish accent? Jack, Jake, can you do an Irish accent? You can't. Yeah, man. Okay, that's (laughs) Jamaican. The only thing that bothered me about security at the airport was when that robot was trying to walk through the metal detector. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good Lord. Yeah, Uh, I mean... Well, and there was like a whole family of them, which yeah. made it weird. Six. Yeah, and like who four. knew that a robot could actually have a family? Four, four kids. That was ridiculous. Well, I think it's great because that was my favorite Radiohead album, OK Robot. So. OK Robot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. OK Kid A. All right. All right. OK. Um, they never did get through, though, because they couldn't get through. Okay. So the guys from Radiohead say. This isn't just a B-Sides album. But guess what, guys? It, it is. is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's a B-Sides album. And here's why it is. Because they record them mostly all at the same time. But, I mean, okay, it's not a B-Sides album. For me, that's like saying Zeropa is a B-Sides album to Octung Baby, Baby, which it is not. It's a, con- it's a separate it's entity. I'm, it's the, 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 the comparison is incredibly important, if you ask me. You're using these U2 references like we just did them. Because you I should know U2. They're, they're, they're a, the, probably the most important modern rock band. And I agree. And I, and I really do think, even though Radiohead probably wouldn't cite them as a reference. Yeah, they were influenced by them. Okay. Maybe, so I, I let's think do a, I, let's a quick mini episode of U2. Do we all uh, like U2? I will leave and come <laughs> <Okay>. back. <laughs> no, because they're insufferable. Greg saying... Okay, Greg... Hold on, Greg. No, I only listen to it on vinyl. We don't, we don't have enough microphones, really but for Greg to say, "Have you listened to Octoon Baby with headphones?" is not helping his argument. Actually, <laughs> if you need the headphones, now, which I, I think it does, you know, make throw the album. away mysterious ways. Throw away. That's the only throwaway track on the record. It's a great album. Sorry, it's fantastic. I think I agree. Recorded in Berlin. D- when the wall was coming down. In the documentary, the documentary is great, too. I remember when this was a Radiohead podcast. Okay, we're back. We're talking nothing but Radiohead. and uh, But I think <laughs> Greg's thought on um, Octoon Baby and Zoo Roper, which were, they came out very same, same time, a couple years. I this one came within one eight months, I think. Wait, eight let's. Months. It's almost like, it's almost like a B-side on a re-release. No, this is 11 months later, because Amnesiac came out in June of 2001. Um, it was produced by the same guy that's... He's a, kind of like the f- sixth member of the band, Nigel uh, Goodrich. Just like Martin was a, a, a fifth Beatle there, the comparisons are pretty pretty apt, I think. And they did have singles on this one, though. Uh, they had Pyramid Song, May 16th, 2001, I Might Be Wrong, Knives Out, and You and Whose Army. One thing we forgot to mention on Kid A that I just, just I wanted to touch upon is Kid A was leaked on the internet early 
and it got on Napster and people, even though they didn't have the singles, they kind of wow. got a lot of buzz marketing or whatever you call that. Did you guys have uh, Napster? Liam, what, what what were you doing in 2000? <laughs> <laughs> I was, okay, so, you know, there are like 10 people that died at that time. I am the spiritual successor of the Whoa, one buddy. who lives in a dumpster. Liam, how much have you had to drink tonight? Anyways, Liam okay. was born in 2002. Okay, so Liam was not there. I don't know <laughs> what he is talking about there. The dumpster man from Mulholland Drive, which came out in 2001. And I think more than 10 people died in 2000, from what I remember. No, exactly 10. In the whole, 10. In the whole year. So... I was the loser that didn't have Napster. I had a service called Kazaa. They were... I had both. They were equal. They were equal in their were own Were they? Way. Okay. Yeah. So I shouldn't feel bad. No, 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 no. Did you have Napster, I actually Greg? used Kazaa longer, I think. I did not have Napster. In the year 2000, I was still listening to vinyl and cassette tapes. Oh, he's a hipster. Wait a minute. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cassette tapes? I have. He has, like, he has an entire drawer... It's just filled with Easy E cassette tapes. They're everywhere. Oh. I have lots of '80s rap cassette tapes that I still play, and that is a podcast in itself. Yeah, actually, that would be no, interesting to go over. I could tell you, yeah. I could, it would be enthralling. Yeah, maybe you could get me into hip hop. So, anyways, this um, this album came out 11 months later, and it's what did York say? He said it's another take on Kid A, a form of explanation. So there was this. I think they did a good thing by not releasing a double album because it would have been watered down, so they gave it some space. Uh, this isn't a melancholy and infinite sadness. That's the only album, double album I know. That's How about Stadium Arcadia? I'm a piece of shit. What album's that? <laughs> that was Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's like 80s songs. It sucks. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, it's too much. much. It's too much. You um, know, if I could sidebar, I like what a lot of musicians are doing these days. Uh, like Kanye's one um, example, uh, Between the Buried and Me, a great metal band. They're coming out with just like 30 30 some minute albums they're coming out with like two a year oh i agree yeah i actually agree with i this like it time. a lot better no no i think that well i was gonna say this um so modest mouse used to be a band i was really into and they sort of aren't good now but they would produce albums that have a little bit of a different argument they would have like 15 i don't know 12 songs on them five of them were unlistenable but then they would have some really good songs. And I say volume, 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 put them yeah. out there. But give us a little bit of space, though, too. I, so I guess I'm contradicting I come myself. from the, again, I'm a little bit older. I still love a 45. But you were you born, 50, Greg. I already told you last week. <laughs> Ten days ago, was it? I, it was, 1969. It was, yes. okay. You guys just are now realizing. How, and I'm not, not, not that old, but I'm no, not that's as young. Okay. That's okay. All right, let's keep it clean. I'm just trying to tell you that I I still appreciate the 45 to 55 minute album yeah. when CDs came out, and I remember that they started to get some of the like too long, 62 too minutes, long, 62, 70 minutes, and mm -hmm. a lot of it was filler. But back to Radiohead, a record like Kid A or Amnesiac, and what's the length length of Amnesiac? What 46? 43. I think it's just right. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fine with a 50 minutes. Like Zuropa. Yeah. Um, <laughs> My goodness, Johnny Cash is on Zero. That is probably the best song, one of the best songs on the album. So, so um, amnesiac means partial or total loss of memory, usually resulting from shock, psychological disturbance, brain injury, or illness. Is the title of this album to kind of say forget about Kid A? <laughs> like it's kind of weird. 
I don't know. Forget about like the Benz. Yeah. Okay, computer. Forget about the Benz. Okay, computer. I don't know. It, I've never given it a thought. Um. Just like James so they had minimal press for this one as well. Um. <laughs> And oh, what else can we say? Oh, oh I want to get back to um, one of the quotes. They're feeling so good about Kid A. They thought that, you know, they did. That this is what the band's totally in on it. Um, one of the things Tom York said after he finished recording that album was when we finished it, it made me cry sitting in the back of a car from start to finish. So it's like they're fully in on this. They're not going back to just playing, you know, the four chord rock type music. Um, but Amnesiac, we'll get into the songs here in a second. My initial impression of this album was uh, Kid A, not as good. Kid A Jr. Greg? I'm not going to say the Zeropa thing again. I think it's a, it's an interesting record in and of itself and i wish that they hadn't the fact that they repeated morning bell i think is why a lot of people try to link them together I, that's that's my opinion because i think there are some great songs on this album we'll get to that we'll get to, yeah. track by track so this is a really harsh critique of this album which i do enjoy i'm just going to say this just to put it out there imagine if if you listen to kid a and then you had to explain it to someone that's what this album is. Hmm. That's like that's it's not. I'm not taking that like down. Rolling to Stone earth into ranks hell. it that's as really 320 in their uh, 500 greatest albums of all time. Oh, this is the one that won the Grammy Award for Best Recording Package, which I didn't even know was a. You're not even gonna have that anymore. They appreciated the long CD cardboard box. Yeah, what does that mean? Is yeah. that artwork? That's not artwork. That's one of the uh, pre-show awards. Right with the hip hop award. Yeah back then so i think kid a uh, th this album is saying we're not going back guys this is who we are now and i think they lost a lot of fans on this album because i'm talking to people that i went to i'm i'm saying to a lot of our fans <laughs> a lot of my fans hey i'm going to see radiohead next week like yeah oh are they still like weird and I have to tell them, have you listened to the other albums? Because Kid A was a big dropping off point for people. And then this one, they go further down the rabbit hole, in my opinion. Um, it's, it's the least accessible so far, easily. Yeah, it's still, it's still good, though. Okay, let's, let's, let's dissect it here. Least so, inaccessible is not a bad thing. No. Yes, it is. Neither's, neither's most accessible. No, it's inaccessible bad. is a bad thing. Okay, the first album, the first song off this album is called, and you know what? What do you guys think of spelling? Is it important? No, because I love old school hip hop. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because the I'm, first I'm serious. The first song is called Pact, P A C K T. Artistic license is totally fine. Like sardines in a crushed tin box. That's the name of the first song. So maybe they lost people with spelling right away. Yeah. All the all the librarians and all right. I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit.
reasonable man get off his case. So here's the thing. Uh, I think this is a good first song. It kind of reminds me a little bit of everything in its right place. Yeah, they they had me at this part. Yeah. Greg, like it? I like it. I think it's a slow start. Although the album never really takes off until maybe two thirds in with some big arena rock. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Production. Am- Amnesiac, an arena rock album. <laughs> that, that has never been said. Okay. Okay. What I mean, what I mean by my analogy, where where if someone had to explain to you Kid A, um, is that they would probably exaggerate it a lot, and and they pulled they pulled a lot from Kid A here and then more, is what I, is what I think. Which, Caricature. Yeah. I mean, of. this song has more pep than everything in its right place. Yeah, it's it does. not as it's not as good of a song. I think it's still a good song. Yeah. But it's very it's very simple. Okay, next song is Pyramid Song, and this is a song probably five or six years ago I used to play on my piano all the time. It's like the same chords, but I like it. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is third song, isn't it? No, second song. Second song. I think it's a great song. Let's listen here. Okay, that's kind of all you need to hear because that's the same chord, but here we go. Kid A, and it was all electronic. This is actually like real bass and real drums. This feels more like OK Computer to me. This one? Yeah. Yeah. I like this song. It's a little slow. I think it's slow for the second song, but I I really like the song. The strings, I don't know. I think this is probably the best song on the record. Yeah, it's, it's... I enjoy this song a lot. One of the... One of the singles. They had a whole single for this one, and uh, great. Or Jake, you liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Okay, next one is. Okay. I love this song. I think it's okay. Hold on a second. Let's listen to this because okay. okay. we need to examine this one. Okay, you're listening to this. You're like, okay, let's guess what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna skip ahead four minutes. You're gonna hear the same thing. Why? It's just two minutes later. Same thing. What's wrong with it? It's just industrial. I mean, it's ministry. It's not even ministry. Okay, here we'll we'll play it in the background here. I'm, I skipped ahead. You couldn't even tell. I knew exactly where it was. Yeah, you knew. No, no. Okay, Greg. Before you say anything, you knew where it was because there's. There's 
this is like the worst. I'm not saying the song's bad, but it's the worst of using embellishments to improve a song. So the baseline of the song is just this little beat, which is okay, but then they don't do anything with it, and then they just layer upon other little stuff. I find it extremely boring and uh, offensive for the third song. Why? It's, it's not. Nothing's wrong with a little repetition. I'm never. I never go back to this song. I find myself skipping this when this I'm is, listening to it. It's probably my favorite. No, it's not. No, yeah. being. No, I'm. I swear to God, I'm not. This is the song called. Hulk pole revolving doors. Yeah, Greg, what's your thoughts? Um, if you want to start to think about their their commentary, I know we don't haven't talked about that in the podcast, and that's with their with their bare bones lyrics. Sometimes it's hard to find out what they're talking about. This Hulk pole revolving doors, and it's a repetitious long song. It feels like people just going it's four forty nine. It's going through the motions, walking through the revolving door, punching punching their computer for eight hours wanting to jump and then leaving and going through the same doors. It's, it sounds like a, a routine, boring day. Yeah. Just like the song is a routine of boring. And that's the point. And, and again, this record is not a pop record. It's not accessible. Oh, and there's I, some good songs. I know there are. And, I, and I've told you before, uh, Pyramid Song might be my second favorite Radiohead song yeah. of all time. After, But this song, here's the problem. It, it's Motion picture soundtrack. So... I just think it's it's it, it has its it makes its point with no lyrics and I worked in a call center for a few months and I, this is what I felt like. Sure. And I'm not kidding. No, I, I appreciate the song. I I appreciate it what it's doing. I'm just saying this is not a song that if you if I saw them if they played this live I'd be like okay this is the time I go to the bathroom or I go grab a beer. It's uh, it's an exposition it's an interesting idea but it's not a, i don't even think it's a song it's i guess not a song. i guess it's, it's a song but it, the interlude at three we need a breather after uh okay hold on a second liam you like it um it fits is what i'm going to say it fits it fits the album in general well i would say just yeah it's good that they did it to get it out of their system i'm glad they do something like this don't do it again i mean just because you know it's not bad because you're not a fan. Listen, you hated the first album. <laughs> right, right. I don't like this song at all. Okay. I mean, I liked it. If it was a tw- if it was 20 seconds, 30 seconds, I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. Even a minute. It goes on for f- four minutes. Okay, sorry. Next song. You and Whose Army. Let's right. pl- play this. Come, come on. Okay, 
Uh-oh. I, uh-oh, there's a small child in there. I initially thought I was not a fan of the song, but I kind of got into it. If you you got to give this you got to listen to this whole song to really like it, I think. And back to my point, listening to these as pieces of art or let's not say art as a as a piece of work is important because you have to take the whole thing. Yeah. And that makes track 3 fit. And that makes the patience through the first two and a half or three minutes of the song before they hit yeah. with their arena rock. Yeah, I mean, I it took me a while to like this song, but yeah, Liam. Yeah, I, I like I like the fact that its transition is subtle and but but grows on itself and just kind of keeps going until it it reaches a it reaches a line and then it slows down again at the very very end. So Drake? I, I like this song a lot. Thoughts. I mean, I like it. If the last song had a little bit of a pickup at the end, I bet you'd like that one a lot more, right? <laughs> no, the, no, no, no. Th- that was just uh, this is that this. Is you a- have to listen to this song, though. I think it's uh, a little slow at the beginning, but the more you listen to it and what it's doing, it's important. It's um, important. It's imp- <laughs> it's an important song. Oh God, I had too much vodka in Iceland. <laughs> Still, uh, yeah, it's, it's an important song for in their, you know, catalog. The next song, I Might Be Wrong. This is a pretty popular one, I think. Let's see here. Yeah, this was one of the singles. As was You and Who. I just think, I think the music in this song is really like, it reminds me of like American South, like someone with like a slide guitar and then like stomping their feet, hmm. hitting a, you know, like that. hitting an empty bucket. Like it's, it's just some like backwoods style music. I, I love it. I've never thought of it that way, but it definitely, I can see where you're it's saying definitely that. a stripped down version of what they've been doing on this record for sure. It's funny you said that. I, I like what you're saying because... It's like they're trying to do a blues thing, yeah. but it's not. But it's a Radiohead version of right. it. And yeah. it, the, the, is the drums have a, like a techno thing to it? Oh uh, yeah, because the, the snare it this it has a little bit on the snare mm-hmm. just because like that. It's, I like his end. falsetto too. It's a softer falsetto too. I don't know the, the way he's singing. Arena rock. It, it's, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liam, we gotta t- t- cut you off the beers there. Um, I guess this would be what Greg you're saying more arena rockish though, right? This is a more rock song. I mean, and, making- and I'm gonna keep referencing this upcoming show. Songs like this live take on a completely different life, and they they have to, I think. All right, so it's, it's, this is okay. This is a pretty good song. I wouldn't say great or it's good. You might be wrong. I, oh, <laughs> I think it's I think it's a listenable song that you could you could put on whenever you're sitting around with a lot of people. Yeah, one of the more definitely one of the more. Uh, one of the more accessible songs. Okay, the next song was another single, and uh, it is called Knives Out. 
Jake, thoughts? I think this is a good song on its own. I think my problem with this whole entire album is that it doesn't have an identity. It doesn't... That was actually a criticism yeah. I read somewhere. It's This is less... It feels so disjointed to me. Every song seems This different. doesn't sound like it could be on Kid A. No, it doesn't. It's just... It's, they're all just so different to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Greg? I think the point of songs like this in this album, as, as I said before, and as a little bit of an older guy, and I'm actually looking forward to experiencing this live, mm-hmm. is the fact that they're there... MO from the beginning, and I don't count Pablo Honey because I've actually never listened to it. Oh, good. Stay away. Is reflecting the disjointed feeling that most people have in society these days, whether it's due to your work or your relationship or what have you. It, it's it's a, a disorienting world we live in, unlike in the 40s and 50s, and I wasn't alive then, <laughs> or the 60s for that matter, but when things were Let's not get into this. Sure, sure. But I think I think you see what I'm saying. They are reflecting how it feels to be alive, especially now. Yeah. With these stupid phones and everyone's attention is all over the place. Their attention spans are short and they're walking into yeah. walls. I just think, and this is, they're ahead of their time. They always have been. And I think this is a great um, example of that. Jake? Do you, do you think that this could have something to do with, like, with the name of the album? Amnesiac, forget what for, we did. Forgetting what we did. So yeah, maybe it's almost to me like they're forgetting the song before. When you read commentary from supposedly learned music critics and journalists about mm-hmm. OK Computer's twentieth anniversary, which or twenty fifth, it was twentieth. It was just they did a whole thing recently. There, he Tom York claims that he was reflecting on his touring life, and you could you oh could yes, read any yeah. any painting or poem or song you can read into what, what you would like but they have, have always been ahead of their time and when you listen to, if you listen to OK Computer or Kid A or even this record to a lesser degree and try to frame 2018 it, it, it's very very present present's not the right word it's, 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 it's describing how we feel relevant it connects to that yeah you like the song Knives Out yeah I do surprisingly pretty even though it's a kind of it's like a lush sound yeah it's it's very it's very full and talking about a game of cat and mouse trying to like help play each other and stuff it's all it's yep. all fun sometimes um and um what's his name Wayne Coyne Flaming Lips did an Flaming, interesting yeah. cover of this song okay let's talk about the covers Be- real quick I'm gonna go to the next song but um I love this song and um one of my favorite musicians is a guy named Brad Meldow, and I learned about him because I used to have Pandora, and songs would come on randomly. I liked instrumental and jazz, and he did a version of the song that is one of my favorite songs of all time. I'm going to play it real quick. We're just going to hear a snippet of it. Listen to this. I played this on, the, on my own podcast before. I love this song so much. It's so good.
Radiohead has a lot of um, jazz guys that do their songs, more than other rock bands. I just love his piano playing, though. I'm going to skip ahead. Let's just... All right, we're, getting, we're not going into the jazz world here, but um, they, this is, a, I think it's a good song. Oh, hold on. Technical difficulties. Any final thoughts on Knives Out? One of their hits, I guess. Listen to the uh, to the Flaming Lips version. It, it's a, an interesting take on it, and I think it strips it down to a more pop song structure. And then we get to Morning Bell, the amnesiac version, and they actually call it that. starting to tune out of this album yeah this part and knives out's one of my favorite pyramid song by the way is ranked as one of the greatest rock songs ever i was reading as we were looking at this stuff uh i think it's okay man they really lose me with it yeah i mean let's skip ahead here it's just you know it the good thing about this song it's only three minutes and 14 seconds long i thought it was a forgettable track on kid a and i think it's a forgettable track on this and record. liam you said you like this version better yeah just a, just a little bit I, I i like i like this i like the fact they added they added actual like bells into it because i feel i feel it needed it that definitely a sounds bit. different than the first one yeah i think i think they kept most things exa- the same except for that yeah. but but it does a lot all right, let's get to the next song, which is called Dollars and Cents. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, let's talk. Let's listen to this for a minute. This is four minutes and 52 seconds. I'm not a huge fan of this. I'll just say uh, I feel like this is one you appreciate as you listen to it more with headphones, the bass. This song has lots of lyrics, which is uncharacteristic for Radiohead during this time period, and it actually pays to sit down with headphones and read them as you listen. And I don't do that. I got to keep laughing because when I talked to Jake when we first got our Radiohead uh, tickets, he goes, headphone music, headphone music. Well, this, this... this has lots of lyrics, which is again, it, it's worth listening to if you're paying attention to what well, he's saying. Well, there's space on this song, you know. There's my favorite thing about this song; it's very theatrical. It almost at parts seems to me like a like an opening song for a Bond movie. What do you mean? Because what? like the bass and the drums are still moving. The song's yeah. moving. I can see a little yeah. bit of that. I can see this being the opening credits of a Bond. Okay, movie. now we're gonna get to the work. Go ahead. Worst song Radiohead ever did. Okay, let's listen. This, to, let's let's listen and you guys suffer through this here. The best part about this song. Two minutes. Oh really? Okay, let's skip ahead. It's just a, some it's some guitar notes and they play some stuff over it. 
I feel like they must have been really high when they did this, and they they sound some cool sound. It sounds cool, blah blah blah. It would be a nice palate cleanser in between a thick, complicated album. And then, thank God, it's track number nine. But hunting bears. I think this without this track, this album is an an EP. I think it's a a, a filler. And I think Which is cool. They it's should, an interesting sound, but I, but this, I want this my album's, band producing more stuff. So I'm fine album, with that. This album is is borderline EP anyway. Um, taking out the 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 two instrumentals, it's only a seven track record, ten track, eight track. Yeah, record. and and listen, when I criticize this song, I'm not saying like you shouldn't have made this. I'm glad you made the song. Get it out of your system. Make if you if for every one good song they make, they produce a bad song. I'm fine. Fine with me. Next one is like spinning plates what is that sound oh that is a song okay <laughs> that's what you should say spinning plates this is really only good in a headphone here <laughs> I like to have the thing now Actually, this sounds pretty cool in your headphones. This, I mean, this one doesn't do well when you're doing laundry or dishes or corralling your feral child. Yeah. Let's skip ahead a little bit. <laughs> no, let's, um, actually, can you give Greg the mic here? I said it's a great song for doing dishes, spinning plates. Oh, very good. This song is fantastic. It's probably my third or fourth favorite Radiohead song. I love it. That's weird. Live, it's fantastic. They don't play it anymore. Live, they turn it into a... I guess that's against the point of this podcast because it's not the record version. It's it's sore. Sure, sure. I mean, it's like a little... um, Idiotech-ish with the weird sounds. I don't know. Do they not play it anymore because... Tom like lost his ability to spin a plate. Yeah, too many plates were being. He cut broken. himself once. Jake, you like the song? Yeah, I like it. Sure. Sure. That's like. Yeah. Why does not? Greg just convince you? I feel like you did. You don't like it, and then Greg, who you respect and admire, said a lot of stuff, and then he changed your mind. I feel like you didn't like the song. Uh, no, I'm actually indifferent about it. Okay. And I'm still indifferent about it. And so you don't hate it? No, it's just it's okay. I, it's okay, computer. Greg, it's, it's an, as much as I love the song, it's an easy analogy of how hard it is to be al- to be alive, trying to handle all your stuff at once Jesus. while the plates go crashing down. Again, like, lyrics for me and Jake are not are low on the totem pole, so maybe that's why we're not. Yeah. Which goes back to my old school. You have to. Greg's talking without a microphone. Sorry, he likes hip hop. He said. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's okay. You know what? This is the best He's right, part of the song, but you're yeah. also right. Amalgamation of both is what you need to listen. You need to listen to it like entirely. Pay yeah. attention to everything if you can. It's it's too much for me. I can't handle it. And then the next one, Life in Glass House. Love this. Okay, I'm gonna tell you something about this song. Smile. 
sometimes. Go ahead. This, it feels like like a funeral parade in New Orleans. Mm. I love it. It sounds like it doesn't fit with a lot of their stuff, too. Yeah. I think, which I think is kind of cool. Um, it actually, they say it's the only one track that was recorded after Kid A was released. Uh, Greenwood wrote to jazz trumpeter Humphrey Littleton to ask the Humphrey Littleton band to play on one song. Um, and then after he heard OK Computer, he agreed to do it. So it's like, there's like an old guy if you look on my computer. Can the yeah, audience see this? It's an old white guy. Can podcast? Uh, look him up. Look through Jake's eyes. You can see Humphrey Littleton Band. Definitely different than the rest of the album. And um, it's, I think it's decent. I think it's a nice break. Yeah. It's like refreshing to me. If if Tom York sang for Tom Waits' band, I think this is what you would get around Hey, that. okay. Uh, like Gre- Greg's going to like this. Um, the Wanderer, Zuropra. A little bit of like so on the wander with Sue Roper U two they bring Johnny Cash in, and it's a little bit of out. I, I, I see a similar, someone who doesn't belong but works beautifully. Yeah, have you heard the Wanderer? No. U two song the he Wanderer. He has to hear it. No. Let's do a new podcast for you trying to make. Dude, we could do podcasts every day <laughs> with the information that I can provide. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so this is the life in a glass house. It's a great ending song, and it's it's a it is a great ending song, except it takes it and it's so. Oh, it is the last ending song. Yeah, it's a short album. Like I said, it's almost an EP. Feels like it. They could have released it as an EP, minus hunting bears and um, bull polk. No, no, I like that. I, okay, so minus um, any one track, morning bell again. Yeah, it could be a seven track EP. <laughs> or you can play this YouTube oh, song. This is on. so good. Um, okay, so that is Amnesiac, and this th- this actually could fit on this. This is almost this almost sounds like a Radiohead song. Do you guys like Do you guys like Johnny Cash? I love him. Oh God, everybody loves him. God. This is Johnny Cash, not you two. And you'll hear Bono whining over it, which is cool. Nobody says anything bad about Johnny Cash. He has a Why? lot of bad songs. Why? Nobody does. What do you guys think about his like the end of his career when uh, what's his name Ross? What's his Rick Rubens? Those they're amazing. The American. Okay, how about this? They took like a fragile old man and said, "Hey, I'm gonna like repackage your like polished country music and make it into like an alternative." He used them. He used them and he abused them. Yeah, we were recording. Go ahead. Hurt is amazing, but if you look, there's a lot of those albums. I think those are his best stuff. All the other stuff is boring if to me. If you have, there are some wonderful songs. Tom Waits wrote Down There by the Train for for Johnny Cash for that series. Rick Rubin is awesome. Right? That's I what get, we're saying. I love Rick Rubin because he's, you know, he, without Rick Rubin, there would be no, no Beastie LL Boys. Cool yeah. He was huge. Or Blood Sugar Sex Magic was his record. That's why I think we need to 
for the next podcast. He couldn't make Metallica good again, though. Uh, nobody could. Um, <laughs> I could. I think for the next podcast, like I said, for Time Out of Mind, Bob Dylan's record that his hardcore fans hated because of the Daniel Lanois murky, muddy production, we need to do it track by track, but as if it were produced by Rick Rubin. Like, what, what would that sound like in our heads? I think that would be a great podcast. But maybe, maybe down the road if we can get enough fans... Uh, we might have a jumping ship, Jump the Shark. When did the PRC show the, the complete Idiotech's guide to Radiohead Jump the Shark? It might have been this episode. <laughs> I don't um, know. Any final thoughts on Amnesiac? I think it, I think it was Am- the alcohol. Yeah. Any thoughts on Amnesiac? I'm going to say not as good as Kid A. There's some good songs on there. What's your favorite songs, Jake? Let's. Uh, Bulk Bowl. Your favorite? Come on. Are you just doing that to upset me? No. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. I think out of all the Radiohead albums, this is one of them. Do you like this better than Kid A? Or about the same? Uh, no. It would... This is dead in the middle for me. Yeah. It's... And I think that it will probably continually be dead in the middle for me. So you you like Kid A better? Of course. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, that's yeah, my yeah. favorite. And then OK Computer, yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. we got the Benz, and then... Yeah, I mean, I think Pack Like Sardines, uh, Pyramid Song, Knives Out, the other stuff I could do without, although I might be wrong and you and Whose Army are okay, the rest of the stuff I could do without. The the Life in Glass House, the end song, is kind of good. It's different, but I'm already exhausted with the boringness. Not boringness, but go ahead. I I think this album is essential to their their catalog, but it's not their best, and I think it has five or six great songs, and the rest are expendable. If they were sitting here, though, I would say, Liam? Um, favorite track favorite track is uh, uh, Life no not I, I, I forgot, I forgot okay. the name to the freaking song um, it's a uh, and Who's Army but I like I actually like Hail to the Thief a little bit more oh, than this right. record we're getting a little ahead of ourselves I know but Hail you can to the go, Thief you can is compare, gonna be you can kind of compare them can't you though they're like uh. compare it Hail to Grab the Thief is a, is, a, is, a middle, is a middle ground album for them. Why, Whoa, okay, buddy. Pull by, back. By, you by, take, by, cut by his pop, mic. By popular belief, Hail to the Thief is a middle ground album by popular belief. Well, and that's if true. I were, if, and Maybe. if I were to rank it as for the people, Amnesiac would be just below it. Okay, That's well, I, I, am, I am in a constant turmoil in my life. My wife always says, I see you're struggling. What is it today? And I said, I don't know if I like In Rainbows or Hail to the Thief better. And it's always a battle. She, she's like, you'll be able to settle it. So those are my two favorite albums. I'm putting it out there. We're going to listen to them next. Hail to the Thief is next. In Rainbows is next. After that one, those are my two favorite Radiohead albums. We are going to be playing them. Amnesiac. I think this is a good palate cleanser. I'm glad they did this album. I'm so glad they did this album because what is coming next is some really great stuff. And then we have King of Limbs and uh, Moonshape Pool. Pool. And we are going to be seeing Radiohead in exactly one week. Uh, Thoughts on that show? I, my, my initial, my thoughts are I have low expectations. I don't think of this band as a live band. I think of it as a headphone band of a band that plays like has a lot of doodads and zip zabs and all that stuff and i think i'm gonna like it because uh they're just not four little instruments four guys five let me me tell you 
keep that expectation because I think you're going to be blown away. I, and, and I think I will be. I think I'll like it. Jake, thoughts on the upcoming show? I'm excited. I'm, I'm most curious to see how it's going to translate yes. to a live performance. I mean, I'm very excited. Everyone says they're amazing live. I'm just, I'm ready. And Liam, what was your favorite part of Iceland? Um, okay. So you know that one time when a seal jumped out of the water and we're like, oh, look at that. And then a polar bear just came up and mashed it and just started tearing through the you know what's You know what's funny about that? I, I could have sworn that you were going to say when the narwhal whale um, speared okay. the seal. That's the, what I thought the, you were going to say. The, pro- the problem with that is, is that... Well, no, it's actually okay, not Okay, everyone, thank it, you for because, listening. No, wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. Is, is saying whale after narwhal, is that redundant? Yes, it is. What do you mean? Narwhal. The narwhal. It's do, does fast. everyone know what a narwhal is? Yes. I think so, but is saying whale after it redundant? Is it like saying like the golden retriever dog? Right. Yeah, that's, okay. that's what I mean, yeah. Um, all right. Anyways, any final thoughts? We're going to get going here. Thanks so much for listening, guys, and thank you for all coming. Mm, Yeah, hug your mother. All right, hug your mother. Later. Bye.